Hi, welcome back to a very special, a snowy Christmas episode of Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am Ricky, of course. And I am Sean, and it's funny that you said Christmas and wintry and snowy because uh, it's about 73 degrees outside and thundering and lightning like crazy outside my house. Not here. It was 80 degrees at 12 o'clock, and whenever I went to Harps a minute ago, it was 42 yeah, so it's dropped well, 40 so degrees. That's the thing. They're predicting us to hit around 30 to 31, and then Monday morning is supposed to be in the teens. Yep. It's going to be crazy. So, dude, I just watched the cast of the new DuckTales sing the DuckTales theme song. And let me just say, I was probably smiling harder than I should have when David Tennant popped on screen. I will agree with you there. Now, DuckTales was was out of my experience. Not um, mine, though. I did have I did have enjoyment, and, and like I told you, the uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol, uh, a favorite right. at my house every year. Uncle Scrooge. That's all great. Love that. The show was okay. You know what? Okay. Before before we get into that, let me ask you a question. What was the show? With the duck with the cape and the armored guy, because that was not Ducktales, correct? You're talking about Darkwing Duck. That's it. That's it. I always conflate the two. Yeah. I keep thinking that uh, that armored duck guy is on Ducktales, and he's not. No, no, no. That's Darkwing Duck, dude. If you ever want to watch those, I have them all. Uh, we got them as a Christmas gift a couple years ago, but we have all the Ducktales. Or all the Darkwing Duck, I mean. Nice. Yeah, and, and my thing about uh, DuckTales was, of course, the, the theme song's really catchy. Uh, Uncle Scrooge and uh, th- now this, having David Tennant in it, it does make me smile. Well, not to mention the cast. Uh, you know, you have the cast from part of the cast from Community. You have part of the cast from Parks and Rec. Like... The, the amount of stars in there is just unreal. And when you see, like, Jean-Ralphio singing that and then Ahmed on the other end, you're like, this is pretty cool. I mean, I don't know. Those are shows that I really enjoyed. Doctor Who, Parks and Rec, and Community are all incredible. And to see their cast, you know, doing other stuff really makes it exciting. Well, let me tell you what I got excited about this week. I stopped what I was doing. I put it in the notes. Voltron Season 2 drops on Netflix January 20th. I am so ready for this. I had forgotten forgotten that we were this close to it being released, and I am pumped. That first season, and Voltron is a property that has not uh, disappeared in the 80s and then came back uh, with this first Netflix show. Voltron has been tried three or four times since its original run and has not worked. There are there are lovers of those shows. There was a continuation uh, after, oh, like Beast Wars and Rebooted come out. There was one that would try to continue the original series that was CGI. There was a new one where they had a, a round, puffy Voltron. And neither of those lasted a season and they weren't that great. But Netflix Voltron series is man it it it, it awesome. honors the original series but pumps it up exactly and i did not realize it was this close i am on cloud 9 man i cannot wait to see what season 2 holds because season 1 was everything when, when you hear something is coming back you your expectations are high 
it fulfilled and overwhelmed all my expectations, and I cannot wait to see what season two holds. Absolutely. Now, let me talk about this before we got. We've got one subject. We haven't got any stories. We're going to roll into our Christmas stuff. But I wanted to ask you this while oh. it was on my mind: Were you a Carson man or a Letterman man? Because I think I know the answer to this. Well, I will we've say it's... we've never discussed this, but right. me knowing you, I think I know which one you are. But go ahead. I would, I would like you to tell me first. I think you're a Letterman man. I am a Letterman man. Ah. There, there's absolutely nothing wrong with Johnny Carson. Totally incredible man, incredible person, very funny person. But for some reason, I've I've always been a Letterman man. <laughs> do me, do me. The top ten man. His top ten. I could. I wish there was like there probably are YouTube videos of nothing but David Letterman's top tens. Oh, the top ten. Mm. I could watch those. Which one do you think I am? Oh, you're a Carson guy. <laughs> why do you? Why do you gotta say it like that? No, not there, there's nothing. Oh, wrong you're a Carson with. guy. God, fun washed casual. I don't know. There's there's a lot of stuff that you don't like. Okay. I, I the reason I say it is David Letterman has the ability to make very serious subjects very awkward when he speaks of them because he's being so blunt about it and that probably is a little awkward for you and Johnny Carson tackles it more light lighthearted and you're more light lighthearted person yeah, and another thing with it, I mean, it's hard to encapsulate what what tells, you know, what Johnny was, what Letterman was. And I was thinking about this because um, another podcast I was listening to, he is a hardcore Letterman. He, he, he said he never understood Carson until later in life. But um, Carson is more of the, I'm going to have Jerry Seinfeld on, I'm going to have Jay Leno on. Right. Uh, Letterman was more get me Bill Hicks, uh, get me yes. get me edgy. Letterman was yes. edgy and blunt. Carson was yes. family and funny. Yes, and uh, you know that's every. I was allowed to stay up and watch Carson with my family, and it was a family thing, and, and that's what we did. Letterman was yeah. that guy you stayed up without your parents knowing and watching all this subversive stuff going on. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and now, and now let's roll in to the Christmas stuff. What? Which, what? Well, hold, hold on. Oh no, oh, because you have to talk about. Something. I have to talk about something now. To, I promised. The, I promised. Do I just need to take my earbuds no, out and no, you tell me how no, many minutes no, to put them back in? No, I promise. Spoiler free. I saw Rogue One with my son. Um. Rogue One, of course, being the latest and first, it's a Star Wars movie, but it's the first of the anthology movies, the movies that are not in sequence with the main story of Star Wars. And going in, I had trepidation about it, you know, what's this going to be, how's this going to play, is, you know, Gareth Edwards the guy that can do this, you know, his Godzilla was okay, but... You know, there were there was a didn't show a lot, and uh, I don't know. Monster was good. Um, let me relieve everybody. Rogue One, you will pay for twice at the theater. You will buy it when you get it home. You will watch Rogue One and Episode Four back to back 
multiple times in your lifetime from now on. It's just the way it's going to be. It is a really good, solid movie. From I'm the so excited. From the opening of the movie, where I'm not going to spoil some opening stuff of the movie, but there's really good character beats as a really young Jin. Felicity Jones does a great job. The characters, boy, there's not a lot I can say, but the characters are done well enough for the way they fit in the story. The story cool. beats are there, and I'm going to do this critically. Uh, it's it's a little janky on the front end because of the length of time before action, and it doesn't stumble, but there's some things you notice in the movie. There's a couple of CGI things I noticed that 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 bothered me, but I was okay with it overall. And the characters are are, are really good. There are there are multiple surprises I did not expect in this movie that had me smiling from ear to ear. And the movie, of course, ends where you think it would end. And that 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 ends my spoiler-free review. Let me move on to my spoiler-free review of how I felt about the movie. And oh boy. When I say this, there is in the last 10 minutes of the movie, there is probably a minute, maybe even less scene that was like Santa Claus kicked open my door mid-July as an 8-year-old child, handed me a present I never knew I needed <laughs> and said you're welcome patted me on the head and walked away and I had tears streaming down my face. It's that good. You will verbally, physically come out of your seat screaming, yes. I'm so, dude, just, okay. Uh, and and stop. that ends, just stop. Just that stop. ends stop. my spoiler-free review of how my feelings about the movie. There, There is, there is a scene that pays for the entire ticket price of you and whoever you go to see this movie with. I'm done. And now we. That's and, it. And now we move on. To That's it. Christmas. That's movie all I'm going to say. I'm not going to gush about the rest of this movie. I'm going to continue with what Sean is saying. <laughs> Christmas movie extravaganza. But but uh, honestly honestly before we get there, there's a review up on Facebook. Uh, where I've, I go a little more in depth. Uh, half of it is spoiler free. The other half is set set apart, and there is spoilers in there. Um, do, please review that. And if you see the movie, you know, give me your comments. What you think I missed? And we want we want to hear talk back on that. Uh, use it on Facebook because Sean has not seen it. Uh, Sean can avoid Facebook easier than he can Twitter. So. Oh, yeah. uh, just uh, put up your things till there. Sean will see it, and then we'll both give you our reviews. You got it. I hope to see it within the next week. Um, so, three traditional Christmas movies that you enjoy. You want me to go first? Yeah, yeah. You The three traditional Christmas movies, these are set at Christmas time and involve Christmas themes. What do you got? Well, basically, basically, it's going to be two because we share one. I mean, there's just – there's no way – 
one of these. That's fine. No, no, one no. Of the, there's no way there's there's no yeah are, are shared. There's no way that one of these would not make my list. Um, and of course, it's a Christmas story. We both have that on our list. That's um, right. A Christmas story is a must watch every year. It's just a really good movie, told really well. It's really funny. It really hits you in that family Christmas. I mean, you get a lot of the things that's going on in this movie from from the kids' perspective, from yes. the adults' perspective. And it just hits on all cylinders. It's an every year watch. Oh, yeah. 24 hours of a Christmas story on TNT. Dude, we, we just put it on there and we watch it. Like, I mean, that's the background noise for at least two days. It's awesome. Yeah. I love every single minute of it. I'll, I'll probably watch it two or three times this year. No problem. Easily. It was so poisoning. poisoning. I told you not to use the life boy. Oh, I love so it. Awesome. Um, I didn't say fudge. <laughs> the second one is uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, the animated version. Have to watch the it orig- every year. The original. The song, You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch. I oh, mean, yeah. it's just a thing. It, it's, it's part of my childhood, and it just keeps going. Have to watch it. Cannot not watch the Grinch. Uh, and plus, I love animation. Um, not this isn't on a lot of people's list, and it may just be me. They just be me tired of seeing it. But the stop motion animated Rudolph movie, the one with Yukon Cornelius and the misfit toys, and oh, yeah. and all that, that's an every year must watch for me. You know, that, paired with uh, Frosty the Snowman, that kind of thing. But Rud- Rudolph is number three on my list. So oh yeah. Okay, um, on to mine. And, and I love Rudolph. I, I, I wanted to say that that one was really good. I think that a lot of the stop motion movies <sighs> haven't really gotten their due in the past, you know, five, six years. And that's probably due to the fact that people don't watch stuff like that anymore. And yeah. a lot of the kids, kids nowadays wouldn't get it. Or something, I don't know. Yeah, and the Santa Claus coming to town, the the ones with the heat miser, and you know, and and a lot of people I know don't like those movies because they were frightened of them as a child, especially like with the one with heat miser. Um, I like that. Yeah, they they were they were creeped, out. and I remember being a little creeped out by it, but I kind of like that feeling. I yeah. guess that's why I like stop motion animation. Other people don't, and I I get it. Uh, like I was talking to somebody about Kubo and the Two Strings about how great that movie is, and I told them now, of course, if you can't handle stop motion animation because some people just can't deal with it, then yeah. you know it's going to take you out. And they were like, "Oh yeah, oh I can't do that. That stuff is too oh. weird for me." <laughs> oh. All right, on, on to my traditionals. Like you said, we share Christmas story. And then I'm going uh, to throw a little Kevin McAllister Home Alone in there. Watch, already and watched both of them. That's awesome. I love the second one. Uh, the first one, you know, it is probably the best as far as a Christmas movie. But that second one just cracks me up. I love it. And don't forget, and- President-elect is in that second one. Oh, yeah, he is. That is true. I totally forgot about that. And uh, let's round it off with something that I know you enjoy just as much as I do. Uh, that's Christmas Vacation. She's a beaut, Clark. Shitter's full. Uh, I started to say we could all go, shitter's full. I, I have to be honest. Christmas Vacation was not in my wheelhouse until recent years. And, and the reason is uh, Chevy Chase falls into that letterman kind of category for me 
it's a different kind of different kind of comedy. And honestly, I didn't like Christmas. I didn't like the vacation movies, period, until I was older. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, I love them now. I mean, uh, good Lord. (laughs) I mean, you couldn't. You couldn't you couldn't pry it out of my cold dead hand now, uh, but when I was younger, I don't know. There was just something different. Something changed. That's funny. Now I do have I do have something else to add, but that's going to be later on because I wanted to save it for uh, Have you seen it? So, well, and then I look at uh, our next topic was going to be three favorite non-traditional Christmas movies. Right, and that's um, I have. Ha- Mine is in the Have You Seen It? So we're going to just talk about yours. Okay, okay. So we already said that this falls under the same category as Die Hard. It is not a Christmas movie. It just so happens to be set at Christmas time or has a Christmas feel to it. And therefore, we associate it with Christmas. My three that I picked, I'm I'm going to do in a different order than I wrote them, was Lethal Weapon, which I only chose Lethal Weapon because you said I couldn't put Die Hard because that's the, you know, like, you you made it so we couldn't use it because everybody knows Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And so I just picked the next action film that I could think of that involved Christmas, and that was Lethal Weapon. Absolutely. Uh Lethal Weapon, a great, great movie, great action movie. I don't, and you know, it's odd that I don't own that movie. What? Oh my goodness! Or oh, don't feel, or hold well, on, don't feel bad. Michelle hadn't seen Lethal Weapon until after we were married. Maybe I own it and it's on DVD, and I just don't see it here. I don't have it on Blu-ray. <laughs> nice. My uh, next movie that I picked was Edward Scissorhands. I honestly don't remember. I don't believe that was set at Christmas time. It just involved winter time, and then he created yeah, the and snow it's, or whatever. But it has that Edward Scissorhands being by Tim Burton. It involves snow. It involves you know magical kind of element stuff. You, you kind of get it. I mean, it it that feel is there. And of course, that was the first time you I remember seeing. Uh, oh, what's his face? The girl can't hold her smoke. Dun. What's his name? Oh, anyway, it, you know him after seeing him in like Sixteen Candles, and he's all jacked and like the jock kind of guy. Oh You're yeah, like, what? Yeah. And lastly, I chose Gremlins, which is a movie that is it's up there in my childhood. Man, this this is a movie that uh, I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. I wanted to see it. My parents let me see it after telling me I didn't want to see it. And after I watched it, I spent the next two months or three months pretty much scared of the dark. <laughs> and, oh, man. Gremlins was that movie for you? It, do what? Yeah, man. I was scared to death of Gremlins, man. Oh. Don't ask me why, but I was freaked out by the dark. And... Then, to top it all off, there is the Christmas tree scene where the gremlins have hatched and they're downstairs and, like, you know, they're they're hiding from the mom. She knows something's going on. And he bumps that record player, one of the gremlins, and it starts playing, do you hear what I hear and stuff like that? Dude, to this day, I hear that song, bam, instantly taken back to gremlins 
It is a scary song in my mind. It is the most freaky song ever. I can't even think of it as a happy Christmas song because it just takes me back to like a frightening moment in my life. Nice. And, and I love Gremlins for that. Right. And um, to top this subject off, um, the reason I said um, let's take Die Hard off the table was because, of course... It's it's both covered. Die Hard is such a great, funny movie. Uh, you know, Bruce Willis breakout role, and, and every Christmas it's a it's a watch. I mean, it's like saying uh, a Christmas story. Of course, we're going to have a Christmas story on our list. Um, and if you don't think Die Hard is a Christmas movie, I I don't know why you think that way. You may need to see a psychologist, but hey. This is true. Everybody has to their each own. His own yeah, exactly. Now, now here's the thing. Do you have that one Christmas gift that you remember the moment that you seen it, the moment that you opened it? You, you know, you have like this very fond memory of you can picture everything around you at that time. Did you have one of those gifts? I did, and mine's going to be a cheat. Um, Go for it. Mine was Christmas 82, 83. I don't remember which one. Uh, I got my... Basically, I got most of my He-Man collection that Christmas. It was Castle Grayskull. Now, I oh. had... I, I've spoke of this Christmas already. That I My first actual He-Man was, was Merman. I opened it up Christmas Eve and nobody knew it. Um, but the big box, the big gift that year was Castle Grayskull. Tore off that paper... There's this huge, magnificent box with this painted cover of this imposing, scary castle with a skull face and our hero, you know, fighting the villain, you know, for control of the castle. And it it was just one of the most amazing things I'd ever seen. And just getting that box open, getting those instructions, putting those stickers on, using the trap uh, you know, you turn the throne and the trap opens up, and the oh, and yeah. the bad guy falls onto the um, the the dungeon Lava. sticker <laughs> that was it, at the lower level. You used a He Man sword, you stuck it in the in the castle, and it opened the door. Can um, you slime them? Was no, the slime, slime hadn't come in yet. Slime didn't okay. start till they had the horde and the horde slime pit. Okay, but. Uh, Oh man, and and they add, later on they added on. You had accessories you could add on to the castle, like Point Dread and the Talon Fighter. Like you could oh. you could take apart Point Dread, and part of it would fit on the castle, so the Talon Fighter would be perched on top of your castle. Oh, it was just an amazing time, you know, for a, a seven eight year old. And plus, uh, right coupled with that, I, I got the 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 uh, the battle ram. Which of course was the blue tank that fired a big red demon missile, and the front yes. of it came off and was a sky sled. The thing and, was and awesome. I got, man. I got it. He Man, Skeletor, Merman, like uh, Beast Man. Ah, oh, it was just that Christmas was like three days of just playing He Man. We didn't have. We had just moved into our new house. There wasn't carpet on the floor. I would take popsicle sticks and put it in in the crack between the between the uh, um, 
boards and take the ba- the uh, a, t- a battle ram and run over and it was you know Skeletor was getting into the castle. Oh, it was that was ah that that, awesome, that was man. a great Christmas, dude. That's awesome. That is cool. Well, <laughs> mine was a little memorable for other reasons other than the gift, but the gift was quite amazing as well. And I've spoken on this as, as on the podcast as well. Um, that is the Christmas I found out that one secret about Santa Claus. And that is because I was digging through a closet and lo and behold, there sits a Sega Master System. And I'm like, huh, wonder why there's a Master System in my parents' closet. I still know that, you know, my brother and I asked for the NES, of course, for that Christmas. And so Christmas Day rolls around, and my brother and I jump up, run out to the living room, and there sits a Sega Master System. But I remember asking for an NES. And so I don't remember the exact situation from that point, but I remember them saying that, you know, Santa must have ran out of NESs, and so he gave us what he could find, which was a Sega Master System. (laughs) So I will forever remember that because we had a Master System for about two weeks, and then, lo and behold, uh, my dad made a deal with Santa and was able to exchange the Master System for an NES. Oh, no, you should have had both. That way you had bo- both. Oh, that no, sucks. No. Dude, I love it. I love my. I love that Master System because it's a great story, and I still managed to walk out of the deal with an NES because that was probably one of the greatest things of childhood, dude. I remember every moment of that day exactly the way. Dude, it's awesome. Yeah, I was one of the weird kids. I went from NES to not Super Nintendo. I went to uh, a Genesis. So awesome. I, I don't know what awesome. to tell you. <laughs> you made the better choice there. Uh, now, I don't know about that now. I'll say that. The That's Super Nintendo opinion. has had amazing games. And, of course, so did, Mario. So did the Sega Genesis. It had Super Metroid. Name me an amazing game on Sega Genesis right now. Uh, a lot of them, man. No, 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 no. You name one. Sonic. Sonic. I think you're remembering your Game Gear. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, was there ever a gift? Now, I'm totally stealing this because uh, I'll admit it. I'm stealing this topic. It came from the Comic Trip Support Legion. There was a discussion about this uh, last week. I'm totally ripping it off. But... Dude, I wanted to know, was there ever a gift you wanted that you didn't receive? That I've never, ever owned or just as a child? <laughs> you, you you know, you asked Santa for it and, and you just didn't get it. Like, you know. Yeah, I've mentioned. I mean. I've mentioned this before. Um, Omega Supreme, the first big thing, uh, Transformers, because, of course, I, you know, every Christmas there was one big thing. Right. Uh, Omega Supreme was my first big Transformers thing I wanted. Um, you know, I got Wind Charger. You know, the the mini bot. He was he was the yeah. cheapest one. Then I got like a Constructicon, and you know the second higher one. And then 
uh, like uh, the nine dollar, which is like eighteen now, and the nine dollar deluxes of like uh, 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 my grandmother got me Prowl. Prowl was my first main line Transformer, and I loved that toy. Loved it till the day it broke into. It is awesome. Uh, but Omega Supreme, there was something special about Omega Supreme. On the cartoon, he was this logical, stunted-talking, humongous uh, beast of a, of a of a machine that just was unstoppable. He was an unstoppable force of destruction, but he was the last line of defense. Something right. about him on the cartoon and, and the backstory for him, I just loved. And I was like, this is what I need. I need Omega Supreme. This is my guy. And, of course, realistically... Just didn't work out. Realistically, Mom and Dad waited too late or, or something or, or didn't want to call. or I, I don't know the exact story, but I was told they didn't have any more. Never, oh. got, never got him till I, till I got him in, in college. I, I got him for... $35 with from a guy from like Minnesota or Australia or something like that. Complete. And I still have him. I That's actually awesome. have I actually have three copies now. I have a, my my one I got in college and then at a uh, botcon somebody cut me a really great deal on a reissue Omega Supreme inbox and a special version. There's a there's a company called eHobby at Japan who take Transformers and pay for them to be done differently, like in a different mold or a different color, and they make a different character. Well, on the Transformers show, they had what was called Guardian Robots, and basically they were recolors of the uh, Omega Supreme anima uh, animated model in blue and white, and they actually made a toy of this, uh, of this, the Guardian Robots, and I, and I got one of those for a really sweet deal. And it's so I, I have three of them, so... And... And on top of that, um, Hasbro has plans or designs for an Omega Supreme in the current. They're remaking all the old stuff. So in the next four or five years, there will be an Omega Supreme. I, I will own. So that's pretty cool. Now, what was yours? Yeah. Yours, I have an interesting story about. But why don't you go ahead and say what yours is? Well, well, mine was the Ghostbusters Proton Pack, and um. You know, I always wanted it because it came with the little, I believe it came with the suit that you slipped on, and then you got the proton pack, and when, I believe it had like Nerf foamy things that went in that were yellow, and they made it look like you were shooting the lasers out, and I always wanted one. Um, we had friends that had one, and I remember going to their house and like playing with theirs, but that was something that I believe the Christmas I asked for it. My brother and I probably both asked for them. Uh, they probably just sold out amazingly because they were such a cool toy. And uh, I don't remember even what we got that year. Yeah, it came but, with a PKE meter and trash. Yes. Oh, my goodness. The PKE meter. And I remember, like, the you would, you know, you'd have to sling your PKE meter out to make the antenna come out and stuff. And uh, I, I just I, trust me, I played with one enough. I, it was almost like I had one every time I went over to a friend's house. It was difficult to put the thing down, but I never owned a uh, command. You would if I'd have known about this, because there was one at our local antique store uh, last year in the box. What? 
Oh my goodness. And I did, I did, I was like, that's interesting. I could probably sell that on eBay, but no, I don't, I didn't have cash with me. And I was like, well, you know, I, I don't really have anything to do with it. I just sell it. So I left it. I left it. Oh my And I, if I'd have known that, I'd have got it for you. That's amazing. All right. That is wrapping up the Christmas movie special extravaganza thingy that we were going to do. Well, not yet, because we jump back to it later. But we're moving on to local hall at the moment. So, have you bought any comics this week? Uh, I actually haven't this week, but I did save, like I said in the last episode, I did save my ones from last week for this week, because I knew I would be out of pocket this week with everything going on. Um, I did pick up... Uh, Batman Year One issue number one in in really good condition. Um, that is awesome. It's by Frank Miller, what? David Mazzinkelli, and it's really good. Like I've seen this story Dude. told. I, I really like it. It was it was good. That's awesome. I'm totally jealous. Yeah, and it was just my my local um um flea market guy just had it. Sweet. Um, I, also, I was able to pick up a Captain Marvel number 55, uh, like the 70s Captain Marvel. And it's in really good condition. And then a couple of Thor 279 and 281. Not key issues or anything like that. Just uh, just good, cheap, uh, uh, good books to buy. Uh, what, did right. you, what is this you have? Well, um, I, I, I didn't buy any comics. Uh my wife and I never wait till Christmas to give each other gifts. Like, seriously, the moment they show up in the mail, we're just like, hey, we're both suck at waiting at stuff. So we we just hand ourselves or hand each other Christmas gifts when they come in the mail. And so Michelle handed me mine last night and I got uh, number one and number two of the Outcast trade paperbacks. What well, now? You- remind me. Or- have I have you, you told have you, you that the cast? No, I have not. Oh, dude, it's on uh I believe it's Cinemax. It's a they've made it into a TV or a, you know, obviously a cable uh television series and what it is <clears throat> there's a there's a kid that was plagued by demons his entire life growing up. Um he he's been possessed several times. He did a lot of stuff, and now that he's grown up, the the demons have kind of left him alone. Oh still... no no! This is this Robert Kirkman book. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do know yes. about this. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, oh. I do know what that is. I, I've, uh, I was wondering. There was an episode of someone well, I was listening to. They who, were talking. Who, who it's by? Yeah, 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 yeah. When you started saying demons, I'm like, no, wait a minute. No, 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 no. I know this story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is you know Robert Kirkman. Um, what I like about these trade paperbacks is uh, I was opening up one of them and looking at who all did the art. The colorist for these trade paperbacks, and I'm sure. It, probably goes the same for the books themselves is uh elizabeth brightweiser and she is i believe from arkansas she's been to kapow several times she was supposed to be at the comic-con way but she canceled out 
And uh, she does the color on these. And she also does the art for one of my new favorite books that I'm reading is the Killer Be Killed series. She's part of that as well. And uh, these are just beautiful. I, I'm pretty happy with them. I, uh, I've read up until... I've read up to the part where I've seen in the TV show The Farthest. And so everything from this point forward that I read will be uh, all new to me. And I, I can't wait. It, it's amazing. Um, I can say by seeing the two or three episodes that I've seen, the book is fairly or the, the show is fairly true to the book so far. And if you haven't uh, checked out Outcast, I definitely suggest it. It's a good, good one. And, and that's all I got this week. So, awesome. couple of trade paperbacks. Well, let's move on to Lost in Time. And and mine this week isn't a specific <laughs> thing. It's a specific kind of toy. My toy is... I only had one of them. But, gosh, I really enjoyed that thing. And it was toy trains. Um, now, a lot of... The, uh, the only trains I've, I've had any dealing with here lately is, of course, Thomas the Train, because I have children. But, you know, there's something about having an electric train set. And, oh, yeah. you know, it, it goes around in a circle. Yes, I understand that. But putting it together, uh, playing with something that has electricity in it, and you learn a little something about that. Um, and those little, you know, the uh, it's basically scale models with power. Just, man, there, there's something about playing with a toy train. And I see easily. I, I do know... Uh, a mutual friend of ours, father, has an entire room that has a a set-up train station. You know, the classic thing on the movie, you see, you know, a whole train town that the train goes around and has oh, different yeah. tracks. Uh, we know, I know somebody with that, and, and that's really cool. Every time I walk in that house, I look at that and go, wow, that is great. <laughs> that is something. That is, that, is, that is my toy room of somebody else. That, it's their train room. And I think that's really cool. And I think being into something like that and, you know, enjoying that is is just as good as, you know, enjoying movies or enjoying the toys we collect or the comics. Uh, I, I embrace those guys. I mean, that's that's fun. It's something I wish I had more passion for. That's awesome, yeah. Uh, I had a small uh, electric train set given to me from my grandpa when I was young. And, oh yeah, that's <clears throat> the good stuff right there. That's the exposed wires, <laughs> dude. This thing was awesome. Like we we had a blast with it. We kept it up at Grandma and Grandpa's forever, and we would only play with it up there because we were honestly, we knew like, you know, me and Josh, we we weren't stupid. We knew how rough we are, and we knew our ability to break stuff. And we both really enjoyed that train set. So we had good odds that it would stay in one piece if we left it up at Grandma's and Papa's. So we left it up there. And it did survive. Uh, I honestly can't tell you who has it now. Because I believe it got passed on to even another generation younger than my brother and I. And so somewhere that, that train, I hope, is still putting smiles on people's faces. That thing's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time I walk into Hobby Lobby, I, I I walk past that aisle going, no, I can't can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, what is 
is yours what I'm thinking it is? is yours it- is what I'm thinking. What you think it is? It is the power pad, which was the you know an add on ad- add on accessory to the NES. It's the uh, uh, precursor to Dance Dance Revolution. <laughs> yes, it was. But dude, do you? Re- okay, I believe it came with it. Was the Olympics? Oh yeah. Dude, we had it. We had the power pad, and you. Um, obviously, I didn't know you at the time yet, but you know my family situation that we moved nearly every summer, and we always came home for the school year. But every summer, we spent time in other places all over America. You know, let's see. I've been to forty-six of the states. I've lived in like seventeen of them. I've been all over the place, and. The year that the power pad came out, we were living in Columbia, South Carolina, and to move every year, every summer and to make friends was pretty difficult. Well, we got into this habit of my brother and I, it, it was such a nice day that we left the door open for the breeze to come through in the evening, and we would play power pad uh, right in front of the door, basically where the living room was and kids would walk by and we end up making so many new friends that our little apartment uh, would just be packed with kids. My mom probably no telling how many people we would have around and everybody played the power pad. Like we just race after race, you race, we made up tournaments, we made up brackets for every single thing. It was just so much fun. And, uh, Power Pad's definitely one of my favorite toys of all time because it really created one of the best summers of ever for, you know, people that traveled around a lot. Now, I was thinking of it's not uh, track and field that's rare. It's stadium events that's rare. Oh, no. Track and field's the one. Now, now let me ask you, did you ever play any of track and field? I did not. So, no, okay, nobody so, I ran so, around with had the uh, had the power pad. See what what people don't know, and and what I imagine a lot of people do know that owned it is you don't really use your feet if you want to win. What you do is you get down on your knees beside it and you use your hands to slap the pad as fast as you can. And dude, you can triple jump like a mofo then <laughs> because you always stick your landing. And because it's your hands and not your feet, you get to control how long your character can be in the air. And you you learn these little tells as to when they're about to lose their balance. And man, you can slam, you, you can set world record after world record. It's awesome. Man, you're cheap, dude. That's cheap. Not if everybody's doing it. It's called house rules. It's cheap. What cartoon you got? Turbo Teen. Turbo Teen, dude. I haven't heard that in forever. Man, that weird. Okay. We had some weird cartoons in the 80s. Not that we don't have weird cartoons in the 90s or weird cartoons now, but just the concept of a kid, you throw hot water on him or cold water on him, he turns into a car. Like he literally morphs into a car. Yes. That was awesome. That people drive around with electronics and stuff, but oops, he's caught in a rainstorm. Oh no, he's a kid again on the road with somebody on his back. It's awesome. Weird, weird stuff is afoot here, my my good sir. But, dude, it was so much fun. 
Like, I remember watching Turbo Teen and not having any issues with it. So, maybe it... May, I don't know if it holds up. I'd have to watch an episode of it to tell you whether it holds up or not. And here's the problem. At the same time Turbo Team was on, who <laughs> there was a... If you don't know who Plastic Man is, he also had a cartoon and wore very similar colors. Dude, yes. Holy crap. Were they done by the same artist, I wonder? Possibly. I don't doubt that at all, dude. Ah, now that you say that, that... Yeah. That gets mixed up in my head all the time. <laughs> well, on my cartoon, I copped out, and I went with DuckTales. Well, it's topical. Right, right. And, you know, I know it's a total cop-out, but, man, I loved DuckTales. Um, it was, I believe, it was blocked with... Uh, Rescue what? Rangers? It, it wasn't Rescue Rangers. It was the other one, the, oh my goodness, I cannot think of what it was. Maybe it was Rescue Rangers, I believe. Which one was it where they had a helicopter? Uh, or is that DuckTales? Where, no, yeah, I think that, that, yeah, that's yeah. Duck, yeah, that's DuckTales. Yeah, Launchpad. Because, uh, okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, uh, because Rescue, Rescue Rangers, Rangers had a uh, biplane. Yes. Okay. So it's Rescue Rangers and then Ducktales. I just remember that block of cartoons, and dude, I don't think I ever missed it. Like, here's how bad it was. Here's another story for something. We lived uh, one summer, and this was had to be West Virginia, and we were renting out like a furnished house, right? Well, the TV was one of these old huge wooden tvs like it had all the molding and stuff on it and it was a big tv well for that time i believe it was a big tv probably like 30 some odd inches but the only problem is no color like all you got was audio so they had a smaller tv set on top of it that had had the speakers smashed so you would turn on the top tv turn it to what channel you wanted and then you would have to turn on the bottom TV, which had no indicators, and change channels blindly until you see the audio link up. And I just remember doing that every time because I had it down to a science on that color TV, that non-color TV, to where I knew what channel uh, Disney was. Another strange story from Sean's past. Yeah, among many. Yes, among many. So. Go ahead. Okay. I've cheated again because this is the episode where you call me a cheat and I'm actually cheating. I had another traditional Christmas movie that I wanted to say that is one of my favorites. And it just didn't make it into the top three. So I put it as number four and put it for my Have You Seen It? And I'm talking about Scrooged. I'm having the weirdest day. I freaking love Scrooged. The SS Minnow, James. The SS Minnow. Oh, Bill Murray at his finest. Other than Ghostbusters, I put Scrooged above Caddyshack. Ouch. I Dude, no, no, no. I love Caddyshack. I love Caddyshack. I, I'm saying that's how much I love Scrooge. What about Bob? Come on now. 
What about Bob? Yes, that's that's down there. No, no, no. That I mean, while it is funny, I do enjoy What About Bob. It's no Ghostbusters. It's no Scrooged. I love that because all of the the cast members surrounding him are just just as funny as he is. Like that's probably. You know, can can you tell me another Bobcat Goldweight movie that you love any more than Scrooge? Hot to Trot. <laughs> I, I don't I don't believe you like that more than Scrooge. Shakes the Clown. Come on now. No, no, that's my. Have you seen it? I'm sure everybody's seen it, but I just wanted to cop out and use it as my. Have you seen it? So I could talk about one more Christmas movie. My Have you seen it? Fits this perfectly. Uh, because, number one, nobody I know likes this movie or has seen this movie. Number two, it is a movie that takes place during Christmas time. Number three, it has Dennis Leary. Love Dennis Leary. And the movie I'm talking about is The Ref. Sean, have you seen The Ref? No. <laughs> the Ref is an amazing, great movie. Uh, it starts out, Dennis Leary is a thief. He's a, he's a cat burglar. And he breaks into houses and steals stuff. And Mr. Lex Luthor himself and uh, uh, Kaiser Sose. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. God bless him. Stars Kevin Spacey and his neurotic wife are, go- are getting a divorce. They can't stand each other. They're in therapy. <laughs> And they go back to the house, and boom, Dennis Leary is there trying to steal shit. Well, <laughs> hilarity ensues as Dennis Leary, of course, take, kidnaps these two people, and they're bickering. Dennis Leary is Dennis Leary, and he's trying to get out of here and not kill these people, but they're still bickering. Hilarity ensues. Their kids come home. His, his the um, Kevin Spacey's son is really taken with Dennis Leary and wants to join him, thinking his parents are crap and wants to run off with him. And the daughter That's joins awesome. in, like the family comes in for Christmas, and they're all acting because they start seeing his side because they really like Dennis Leary, and like they <laughs> go through this whole they they all like have to um, act like everything's okay. And then the police are looking for Dennis Leary, and it's... Uh, I can't do the movie just explaining it. It is really funny. Uh, Kevin Spacey nails the comedy in this. I can't think of who plays his wife, but she's very funny in it, too. The kids uh, nail their parts. Dennis Leary is just firing on all cylinders this movie. I think it's hilarious. This is a... I don't own it because I can't find it anywhere. I mean, I'll have to special order it at some point. But any chance to watch The Ref, like it was on Netflix streaming a couple of months ago and I watched it. If it's on this month, I will watch it again. But watch The Ref. awesome, dude. I will check that out. I love Dennis Leary. So, yeah, I'll definitely be checking it out. Now, then there's the movies that we don't want you to watch this holiday season. And on that note... I mentioned Ben Affleck's Reindeer Games. Never seen it. You don't need to. You've done well in life. Um, It is about, I think, Ben Affleck just gets out of prison like the week before Christmas. 
Now, he was in jail with somebody that had a plan so that when he got out of of jail, uh, they were going to perform a heist or a crime or something. Uh, It's such a horrible movie. I don't remember everything about it. But basically, the guy Ben Affleck's with gets killed in prison. So Affleck gets out and is going to take up dude's identity so that he can pull off the heist and walk away with the cash. It's a horrible movie. It is full of just awkward, horribly delivered lines. Um, you know, it, it's... I don't know what Affleck's doing. Uh, they were right to make fun of that movie in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It was a terrible movie. You do not ever need to see Reindeer Games. I won't. Mine is I. I don't know of a movie that takes place during Christmas not to watch. I know. I know for this, all I could think of was don't watch Passion of the Christ for Christmas. That <laughs> you're you've, you're getting the wrong part of the story. You you've conflated the wrong the other holidays. Don't watch Passion of the Christ for Christmas. <laughs> It's a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Watch Passion of the Christ. It's a good movie. It's told well. It's directed well. Not a Christmas movie. Don't watch that for Christmas. Just, just watch it some other time of the year. Yeah, I agree. Don't watch that movie for Christmas. I, I don't. I, don't, I didn't expect that. To like that wasn't on the notes or anything. I'm just kind of taken back. That's like, why I left it oh. off. Wow. He, throughout Passion of the Christ there. <laughs> In the don't Did, see it. Didn't didn't see the crucifixion of Jesus coming up on the podcast, but <laughs> you're some new surprises every day. Hey, no politics in the thread. I'm just saying, don't see that movie for Christmas. <laughs> on that note, we wrap up this wonderful Christmas-themed episode of Not-So-Southern Gentlemen. I can say you can find both of us at Not So Southern G's on Twitter. You can find me at Maynard98 on Twitter. You can find me at Ricky Westbrook on Twitter. You can search Facebook, Not So Southern Gentlemen. You can look us up. I am working on the next episode up on YouTube. I uh, know we haven't had any new updates on that. Well, I just figured out that the last episode is only 30 minutes long. Uh, Movie Maker only lets you add 30 minutes of audio at a time, so I messed up on that first one. I'm getting it fixed on That's this awesome. one. Um, and where else can they find us? Stitcher? Uh, SoundCloud? Right, we're uh, on Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play. We're all over the place. We're both fairly active on Twitter. We would like to be more active on Facebook. If you could give our Facebook page a like if you listen to this, that would be greatly appreciated. And also, please, uh, just a reminder, if you've seen Road 1 or want to talk about Rogue One, hit us up on Facebook. Hit Ricky up on Facebook. If you hit me up with any of that spoiler crap, I'm going to be pissed. For Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I am Ricky. And I'm Sean. May God the f- bless us, everyone. <clears throat> I'm with the Force, and the Force is with me. <laughs>